Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Episode 9, How a Morning Routine Can Change Your Life. Hi guys, it is podcast time. Let's do this. So today I am talking about the best thing I have ever done. Okay, one of the best things I've ever done. I've been doing it for two years now and it has made all the difference when it comes to reaching my goals and creating the kind of life that I want, which is exactly what I'm living right now. And it's crazy. Okay, so two years ago, almost exactly, this really cool girl on Instagram, she had a 30-day affirmation challenge. And the challenge was to write a list of positive affirmations and then repeat them out loud each day for 30 days. Now, I had used affirmations before and I loved them, but I had never really been consistent with basically anything that I had ever tried. And I took the challenge seriously. Um, I don't think I missed a single day. At the end of the 30 days, I felt so alive and invigorated. First out of sheer amazement that I even did it, that I did one thing for 30 days straight consistently. And two, I was so amazed at what a difference the affirmations had made for me as far as the thoughts and the feelings I was having on a daily basis, I started to change the things that I believed about myself and about my life. And when you change what you believe, it influences everything else because we know that our thoughts are influencing or creating our feelings, right? And our feelings lead to action and our actions are what is giving us our results. So after um, the challenge ended, I just knew that I couldn't live without this kind of spiritual magic that I had stumbled upon. So I had also dabbled a little bit in meditation. And I'd always been fairly reliable in saying at least one prayer a day and studying my core book as part of my religious practice. But I had never really taken the time to carve out a 30 to 60 minute window in every day for a morning practice. I just always thought that an hour seemed excruciatingly long. It's way too long for me to stick with and really boring and that there was probably no way that I could find a quiet hour alone. My brain was telling me all the reasons why this was not going to work. I had four kids. The oldest was five and the youngest was six months and I, I just really wanted to do this though and I decided that just for 30 days... I was going to try it. And no matter what, I was going to put in the time to do these affirmations. So I found though, from committing to this 30 day affirmation challenge that I actually could move things around in my day and I could have a little bit of time to myself and that if anything, I wanted to devote some time to a spiritual or a morning practice. Now, some days it only lasted eight minutes and other days it lasted up to an hour. So even though I was undoubtedly busy, the truth that came to my mind was that I still had 24 hours in a day, just like everyone else. And no matter the chaos or the lack of sleep that I experienced, 
a spiritual practice was only going to make things go smoother. So I started with just affirmations, but then I began to add other parts into my practice. I thought, okay, if I'm already doing something and I've carved out this time, like I could add just a couple of other things that would be super helpful that I've always wanted to do on a daily basis, something that I know is really useful to being successful. So at this point now, two years later, I have got it down to a seamless routine that now includes first a 10 minute yoga flow to get me stretched and start to feel my body. It feels really good. I combine that with aromatherapy and then that yoga um, flow leads right into me reading slash repeating my list of affirmations. And then that flows, excuse me, seamlessly into just a gratitude prayer where I only say thank you. And finally, after that's done, I do a healing meditation and it restores kind of my sanity and it fills me with so much peace that I feel like I could never go without it. So if you're still listening and still interested, which I hope you are because I just want you to know that this is not, it doesn't have to be super hippie spiritual. You don't have to burn incense. I don't do any of those things. I don't collect crystals and visit medicine men, right? I have been religious for part of my life, but I've never really considered myself spiritual in those, in like the worldly term. So my morning practice is really about connecting to who I am already and remembering my goals and my dreams and connecting to what I feel like my purpose and my mission is. It's really, really good for me. And I do believe that there is a spark of divinity within all of us. There's something in us that makes us want to reach higher and be better. So I I know that it's not essential to change your religion or your non-religion. It just doesn't matter. In really simple terms, my spiritual practice is first a little bit of exercise and stretching, which is scientifically really good for you. And then repeating things that I know are true about myself and that really help me to love myself and the world around me, followed by feeling grateful, which is also scientifically proven to be super healthy, and then some silence. So during meditation, what I do is quiet my mind. I control my thoughts by letting them go and by watching them go by. There's no forcing. There's just breathing and sitting in silence and learning to be comfortable with the stillness. So your spiritual practice or your morning routine can be 100% based on science and mental health, or it can be as woo-woo hippie as you want. There's no right way to do it. I believe that it's just a practice of self-care. So if you are still still here and you wanna know how to create your own self-care practice, Let's dive right in and I'm going to help you with this. So I am by no means an expert on this and I'm also not an expert on your life. You're the expert on your life. I don't know what you need, but I hope that by talking about my own experience that I can help you find what would best benefit you wherever you are. Okay, so just a side note, the coaching part of things. Coaching sessions, they often come with a little bit of homework or just this is just the work that you do when you're off the coaching call. 
And it's normally thoughts to practice thinking, maybe doing some thought downloads, um, allowing yourself to feel all of your emotions, and of course, consciously observing yourself thinking. So this is what is referred to as the work, okay? So one coaching session would be kind of pointless if whatever you learned, you're not applying and continuing to improve on it. So positive affirmations are simply you deciding ahead of time what thoughts you want to think and then thinking them out loud. There's so much power in saying your thoughts out loud. So this is also a side, side note, but I was listening to this audiobook the other day on this long drive and the book mentioned something really interesting, which I'm still digesting, but it said that humans are the only mammals who can, you know, speak out loud in such a diverse language. I know animals can speak and they have their own language and everything, but humans have such an extensive language and this is how we live our lives. It's just interesting because we have this power to create basically by being able to speak. So everything that we say, it sends a message to our brains and it sends a message to other people And it also sends a message to the universe. There is actual, real, measurable energy in the words that we say. So if we're smart about it, our words can help us create the lives that we want to be living. And affirmations are a way to consciously change your subconscious beliefs about yourself in the world around you. Now, my affirmations have changed a little bit over time because sometimes you get used to... um, the words and they start to seem dull or just repetitive and they're no longer bringing up the feelings that you're trying to produce. That's kind of how you know that it's time to reword or change the statement into a more powerful version of itself. So for instance, here is an affirmation. If you wanted to write a list of affirmations and one of the things that you wanted to say to yourself that you wanted to eventually believe is that you love your body You can't, let me start this over. If you wanted to choose to love your body, but your current thought is that you hate your body or you think you're fat or you think you're ugly, then when you try to replace it with a thought like, I'm a beautiful supermodel and I love everything about myself, it's not going to work. That's a little bit too much of a stretch. So you have to start with something that's already somewhat believable to you. This is why I'm saying that my affirmations have changed a little bit because as soon as I've started believing something to where it just it's just something I believe even though you can't really see it, but I know it because I've been saying it to myself so often. Um, once it's believable, then you can kind of take a step up from there. Um, so... Th- If you're going from a thought like, I hate my body to I love my body, you have to start somewhere in the middle. So find something that's believable and that also feels better than your current thought. So Brooke Castillo, she suggests going from, I hate my body to I have a body. And just repeating that, I have a body, I have a body. It's still true and you believe it, but it's not so negative and so hurtful as I hate my body, right? So you just change that thought in your mind to I have a body. Now, once you feel good just saying I have a body, 
you can move on once you just believe that and you feel good about it. You can move on to something like, I have working legs. They do just what they're supposed to. Or my body does a lot of cool things. It pumps life-giving blood all throughout it. Or my body is doing a great job keeping me alive. My body is really good at breathing. I think that's pretty cool. Once you realize that your body is valuable for more than what it looks like, then you can naturally start treating it better. That's why these affirmations are so powerful because everything in our lives starts with a thought. Every result that you want to get in your life, you have to start with the thought. It's the framework. It's the foundation. If you try just taking the actions, your thoughts underneath, if they're negative, they're going to start showing up. You're going to see it. So when we start with the thoughts, it's so much easier to flow seamlessly into the results that we want. So when you start treating your body better because you love it or you recognize that it's doing something good, that leads to you feeling better physically and being in better shape, right? It's easy, easy peasy. So the goal doesn't have to be supermodel. The goal is just loving your body and feeling good in it. And the only thing that's going to make you feel good is thinking good. Okay, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but I wanted to give you that example. So the next part of my morning routine that I can't live without is a gratitude prayer. Now, even if you don't believe in God, a prayer of gratitude is still so powerful. All that you have came from somewhere and it's so much more than so many others have. Scientific studies have shown that gratitude increases happiness and empathy and it reduces things like aggression and depression. It is just a really great practice to be in. So gratitude, if you put yourself on like a little energy measuring machine, I have no idea what that would be called, but it's really actually scientific. Gratitude raises your fre- your frequency. That energy that's moving in your body, it starts to move quicker when you're in gratitude. This opens you up to new possibilities. You can't be grateful and depressed about your life at the same exact time. So if for no other purpose, it just feels so good to be grateful. And it puts you in this place of finding evidence for all that is going right in your life instead of all the things that you'd like to change. I have also found really incredible manifesting abilities by praying in gratitude for things that I don't have yet. I'm going to say that again. I started saying thank you out loud to God because I believe in God, but you could say to the universe, just saying thank you and feeling it in your heart, feeling the gratitude for things that I did not have yet. I would just say thank you for X I and then really feel the gratitude for it and none of the fear or doubt. You really feel like it's actually there and you feel grateful for it. You believe that it is there, right there in that moment. And it feels so good to say thank you for it. It takes away all the scarcity, takes away that mentality. And it puts you in an abundance mindset. It also allows you to feel the happiness ahead of time for receiving something that is not in front of you, but you're feeling grateful for. So I've said thank you for things that I really wanted and had them show up anywhere from a day to a year and a half later. Here's an example. It's really cool. So this is funny. This is not long after um, my husband and I actually started saying gratitude prayers together. 
and we do it still occasionally, but I do it every day by myself. But um, I was saying the prayer and I don't know why, but this popped into my head. I just said, um, thank you for the really comfortable pillows on our bed. And we didn't have really comfortable pillows. We had just like random, you know, target fluffy pillows, right? But they weren't like super comfortable. Um, And the next day, literally the next day, my husband's um, brother comes into town to visit and he walks in the door carrying like four or five pillows, like these really nice, like memory foam, like ultra nice pillows. And I was like, what are these? And he apparently like had done some work for a mattress store and they gave him like these brand new pillows that were from last season. And he was like, I just thought I should bring some up to you. It was insane. It was crazy because the, just the day before I had said thank you for really nice pillows. And the day after I said it, pillows showed up, really nice pillows showed up at my door without me doing anything else. It was crazy. And that's, it doesn't end there. We are able to do other awesome stuff. You can email me about it if you really want to know. Okay. So gratitude, it has got to be one of the most underrated practices ever, like ever, ever. So let's think about what gratitude is for a second and also ask yourself the question, is it possible to be happy and ungrateful at the same time? Can you be sitting there like grumpy about your circumstances, ungrateful for everything and be happy at the same time? I don't think so. So gratitude is, it's not just acknowledging that you like something that is in your life. It's not assessing a situation and determining that it's okay for it to be there or even that it's good. Gratitude, it's a conscious thought to say thank you. It's saying, I recognize that I had nothing to do with this and it could not be right. It, it could not be here right now, but I choose to want it in this moment and feel love for it. Feel love for what is, feel grateful for it. So whether it's rent money or a $10,000 bonus check, gratitude is not just saying, hey, this is cool. It is honoring God or the universe for loving you, for helping you, and for blessing you. This is a distinct feeling, a distinct emotion that for me at least, I can feel in the center of my chest. That's that's where I feel it. And it feels kind of warm. And feels like my life in that moment is just complete. I feel full. And I think it's impossible to feel unhappy or displeased and grateful in the very same moment. I really think that when you choose to feel the gratitude, remember how you tune into your body to feel things, right? When you choose to actually feel it in your body, that in that moment, that is happiness, What you're feeling is real joy and it feels so good to be grateful. Okay, so same principle applies for gratitude as does every other emotion. How do we feel anything we want to feel? It always comes from our thoughts. Gratitude is always an option, always. So here's how you can feel grateful right in this very moment. Let's just practice. Wouldn't this be cool? So stop where you are, unless you're driving, of course and look around. Now find something to focus focus on, literally anything. 
just look around and then consciously think in your mind, I'm grateful for this because blank. For example, I'm looking around this room and I see the green trees outside my window. I am grateful for that tree because it's beautiful. It's full of life. It gives me shade. It makes my yard pretty. And then you look at the thing and you study it and you just feel the gratitude in your heart. You let yourself be grateful for that thing and you don't let any doubt or fear creep in. You just say, thank you for that thing. Your little literal heart may kind of feel full. You might get the tingles a little bit or you might just feel this sense of peace. So try to watch your brain because it will look for all the things wrong and it will try to show you something that should annoy you or bother you or make you feel ungrateful. And you can just answer your brain back and say, no thanks brain, not right now. I am busy feeling grateful, right? Isn't that a wonderful feeling? This is a practice, okay? And it's called a practice because like anything else, you get better at it over time. And at first it's kind of hard and kind of unnatural, but your brain will start to create new pathways and it will start to look for things to be grateful for. Gratitude will turn drudgery into joy. It will turn frustration into elation. It can even turn a really difficult situation into a peaceful one. Gratitude is always an option and I highly recommend practicing it. So the next part of my practice is meditation. And I used to really roll my eyes at that word, believe me. I thought it was just kind of for hippies and that you had to chant or like light incense or sit on a funny pillow for hours. And then I eventually realized that it was a great way just to give my mind some peace. So I picked up a few things from different books and podcasts, and eventually I formed my own meditation practice that felt right for me. So here's how mine goes. First, I sit cross-legged on, on my yoga mat outside or in the grass or on a blanket, and I sit up straight and I start breathing. And then I start observing my thoughts as if I'm an outsider. And I tell my brain it's okay to be silent. And I try to tune into my breath and my heartbeat and my body. Now, to keep my mind from wandering, sometimes I will envision light coming into my body through the top of my head. Tony Robbins actually suggests doing this and allowing the light to heal anything inside of you that needs healing. And I really like that thought, so sometimes I use it. So I try not to form sentences in my brain, but inevitably it happens a little bit sometimes. I don't criticize myself though for thinking. Instead, I just choose to watch the thoughts. I watch them and I let them pass as if they're like in this quiet, slow river, just going from one side of my head to the other. And then I refocus on my breathing and my heartbeat and I try to relax. Now, sometimes it lasts several minutes and sometimes it only lasts 30 seconds. So meditation also is a practice and it gets better with time. It's just a practice in controlling your own thinking, controlling your own brain. It's observing yourself think and it, it's powerful because you get a new perspective. It takes you out of your own drama. You get to forget about judging 
and about forming an opinion for a minute. You just get to watch. You get to watch your brain form sentences or not form any or try to find things wrong or do whatever it's doing, but you just get to observe. So focusing on feeling and just the sensations in your body makes it a lot easier to observe yourself and to not form new thoughts. So try it out and tell me how it goes. Now, the very last part, I know I said meditation was the last part, but I actually have one more part. So the last part of my morning routine is to read my core book. And by core, I mean the very center. Like if I was to pick one book that I, and it's the only one I could read, like this is the book because it, for me, it's scripture. So when I read my core book, I make sure that I'm aligned with my core values and that everything I do is in line with what I believe and who I know I really am. Sometimes my goals will get too um, off base. They won't feel like me and like where I want to be. And so um, I use my core book to center myself again. And it helps me to ask the universe for direction or ask God for direction and allowing myself to be corrected. So I feel like it's such a gift to be able to recognize that sometimes we're wrong. It actually feels good to be wrong sometimes because then you're open to new possibilities. So it's also a practice to work on being wrong about something and being open to something else without your world having to fall apart. So my core book kind of fills me with energy and it connects me to God, connects me to myself. So I highly recommend having a core book, whatever it is that has that you completely agree with, that you believe wholeheartedly in, and that aligns with your values and your morals and who you are. Um, something that can help give you guidance and direction in your life. So that's the end of it. Just really short and quick. But what did my morning routine do for me? So first of all, the peace that I feel on a daily basis which is often completely opposite of what my brain normally wants to do, um, the peace has been amazing. I don't feel peaceful all the time, but I definitely start operating from a more peaceful place. So I usually wake up thinking all the things that I have to do that day, everything that I should put on my list. I start worrying about everything, comparing myself, and preparing for the worst, because that's just what the brain does. Occasionally, I'll wake up in an awesome, awesome, optimistic, happy mood, but but most often, I really need my morning routine to remind me of how blessed I am and that I get to create any life that I want to. And every thought is optional. My morning routine connects me to myself, and it connects me to my higher power. I feel empowered I feel strengthened. I feel optimistic and excited about life literally every time I do my morning routine. So if you want some help getting started on your morning routine, you can sign up for a free consultation call or just send me an email and I'll chat with you a little bit and I'll help you find whatever works for you. So I'm so happy that you are here today and I can't wait to hear how your morning routine goes and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. For more help with specific problems, visit thoughtbosscoaching.com.
sign up for a free coaching consultation to see if coaching is right for you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.